When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Vladdy Jr., 30th homer of the year. Three-run blast, eighth inning. Blue Jays now lead the Phillies. 3 nothing. I don't think they're going to reach 18-11 uh, like they did last night. But uh, there's the update on the Blue Jays game. Training camp underway for your Edmonton Oilers. We'll dive into a couple of your questions or comments about uh, training camp here in a couple of minutes. The Oilers will host the Jets in a preseason game on Sunday. It's on 6.30, Ched, 2.30 for the face-off show. The game will be at 4. Oil Kings home to Red Deer on Friday. We'll have a little more Oil Kings content before we sign off. Tonight, uh, WWE Raw is there on, is it Monday, Kellen? Or is it, Monday what, is night. it called WWE Raw or Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw. Which makes sense. Okay, so that's why it's on Monday. Yes. It's, it's not on another day of the week. Football at Foot Field on Friday. Big Canada West game. Alberta Golden Bears home to the Saskatchewan Huskies. Alberta's 2-1. and one. The Huskies are 3-0. and oh. We had Golden Bears quarterback Eli Hetlinger on the show a couple of days ago. He's having a great season. He'll see if he can make it three wins in a row for the Golden Bears. Prairie Football Conference. The two Edmonton teams play Saturday night. Huskies at Wildcats. Huskies are 3-2. and two, Wildcats 0-5. Oh so just some other note uh, notes for you there. Uh, we'll have a little bit more from Ken Holland as we move along today. 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch with the old program. It is the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Kellen, take it away. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Darren texting in tonight, and Darren says, quite simply, Reed, he is looking forward to see how the goaltending shapes up. Excited to have both Campbell and Stuart Skinner here. How much do you anticipate seeing one or the other during the preseason? And uh, who, obviously, who gets to start on opening night? Well, I would think Campbell gets to start on opening night, but there you go. So, uh, Well, for opening night in the season, yeah, if he's healthy, it's going to be Campbell. I, I would think, I mean, I'm trying to th- go back to past years. Uh, I mean, they usually give uh, the minor league goalies, uh, you know, a game or a half a game. I would think Campbell will play probably three to four games in the uh, preseason and, and maybe Skinner plays, uh, you know, three or three and a half, something like that. Um, what else are they looking at here? They got Pickard. Uh, they got Rodriguez. Um, could Fanti get half a game? Maybe. So just trying to think here, if you had five goalies, that's eight games, couple half games in there. Yeah. I, I would think we see Campbell probably three times, maybe four in the mm-hmm. preseason. All right. Uh, Lonnie texts in out from Tabor, so hope the weather is good down in Tabor. Uh, if R&H, Kane, Bouchard, Barry have stellar years and the rest hold their own a top six team, that's Lonnie's preseason prediction. Well, I, th- I think the Oilers can be a top six team. I, again, and Ken Holland referenced this today, 
after uh, Jay Woodcroft took over, they had the third best record in the National Hockey League. They, they had a, a they were on a 118 point pace. I don't think they're going to get to 118 points. Do I think they can flirt with 110? Quite frankly, I do. I mean, they got to over 100 last year, and that was including a stretch in which they went 2-11 and 2. Now, they also had the 16-5 and start, so maybe that balanced out a little bit, but I do think the Oilers can have a pretty good year. I, I do think it'll be between Edmonton and Calgary to be the number one seed in the Pacific Division, and I, I do think the Oilers should be a top eight team in the overall standings, and, and yeah, like Lonnie said, maybe into the top six. I, I mean... I, I, I don't think I'm being an unreasonable or just looking at the team with rose-colored uh, glasses by saying that. They they got a good roster. They got most of the team back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, got a, they got a younger goaltender than what they had who's been pretty good. And, and as I've often said, Mike Smith's numbers were pretty good. Sometimes his, uh, you know, his tough games were pretty tough. Um, but I, I do think the Oilers should, should have a good season. I, I know there are holes in the roster. I, I still, you know, worry about goal prevention and being able to grind it out against some of the better teams in the league. But I think on paper, you look at most of the matchups in the NHL and, and it should favor the Oilers against a lot of teams in the league. And we are hearing again from, again, one of the best taglines I've seen <laughs> come across the tag or the uh, text machine in a while, Read We've got Jake in a culvert tonight. Oh, nice. And he says... Jake, be safe in that culvert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with, the, with October coming, there could be a little bit of precipitation out there. But anyway, um, he just asks, Reed, how many times will we see the ultimate big guns, i.e. McDavid and Dreisaitl, this preseason? How many games for them? Oh, I think four or five. Yeah, probably the the last two, and then maybe they alternate playing the first, uh, you know, four or five games. I, I would think they'll play four or five games. They, I think they want to play enough that they they get into the the flow of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I say I think six, seven, or eight would probably be a bit of a stretch, but I think we'll see them play four or five games. I think the the well, I, I probably I, I will just throw this as a little teaser because it's probably a more relevant conversation for the eve of the the regular season perhaps how many times are we going to see Kane McDavid and Dreisaitl as a line like I I know Jay Woodcroft uses that phrase they want it to strengthen the spine of the team have McDavid Dreisaitl Nugent Hopkins as the center we'll see where Ryan McLeod can play you know we'll see what happens with the the fourth line role all that kind of stuff but that 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 is a heck of an option to have isn't it Oh, by the way, McDavid, Kane, and Drysdale are going to be a, a line tight. You can't never use it. I, I, I know they want to have balance, and I know the Oilers, the problem ever since they drafted McDavid, most of the time has been not having balance, but they have more balance now. And the fun part is you could actually put McDavid, Kane, and Drysdale as a line and then have you know Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, and, and Yamamoto or Pugliarvi or, or, or whoever. And uh, and still have a lot of fun in a pretty strong top six. I, I to me that's the fun. I, I'm not worried too much. I, I get the question. I'm not worried too much about how often we're going to see those guys in the preseason. And I said this last night. I'm not even overly worried about how well McDavid or Drysdale play in the preseason. I know they're going to be ready and they're going to bring it in the regular season. But I'm thinking, how often and when is Woodcroft just going to say, "Here's McDavid, Kane, and Drysdale. See if you can stop them. See if you can not be minus three in the 20 minutes they're going to be on the ice together. I, I think that's going to be a fun thing to watch. 
Mm-hmm. We got a quick one that came in from Kim in Edmonton. She's uh, he or she is asking, uh, Reed. I don't know why Smith would even have to undergo a physical just to be told he failed when he's already on LTIR. Of course, he would well, fail. He's not. He's not already. He is not already on long-term injured reserve. He, oh, okay. They don't officially put the players on long-term injured reserve until they declare the roster for the season, and. The reason they do that, and I'll, I'll try to explain this without getting too mathy, you want to be as close to the salary cap as possible when you put players on long-term injured reserve because that gives you the most cap relief. Like if you were $20 million under the salary cap, it, it wouldn't make sense to put players on long-term injured reserve. When you go over the cap, then you put players on long-term injured reserve, and then you get some of that cap relief. And to put a player on long-term injured reserve. And, and I know Ken Holland said in the summer that he's going to be on LTAR. So we've known that. And we've known that with Clefbaum, but you, st- you still have to, you know, formally fail the, uh, the physical, if that makes sense. Hopefully I answered your question, Kim. I think I did. And Roadhammer texts in and says, can't never, can't never double negative overload lol. So I don't know what to <laughs> pick that one up, but that just well, uh, I could be guilty thing. of using bad grammar. I may have said can't never. <laughs> ah, okay, I, there we go. I try not to use bad grammar, but sometimes when I get <laughs> rambling, just silly things come out. Uh, that's it for training camp here, Ro- Reed. Roadhammer uh, is, our, of course, our reigning and only slaw champion the sylvan lake alliance of wrestling which and i now, tried to negotiate a title match for monday with wwe but unfortunately i just can't it's too too late in the game to get it done i'm sorry we, we don't need to cross over with wwe we have our own brand but also roadhammer an astute grammar observer ah there we go if i if i that's one thing if i if i'm using bad grammar and people want to correct me because i i know i do it all the time it's not intentional sometimes again i just get talking we're we're live you're improvising but i do try to use proper grammar as much as possible comes from my mother as well i know ah, she's disappointed when i use bad grammar but she doesn't she doesn't correct me a lot not anymore i think she's given up okay seven eight zero five six zero zero six three i want to get to a couple more comments from gm president of hockey operations ken hall and a lot of eyes are going to be on dylan holloway in the preseason you know i would say to you that that you know, we met Dylan yesterday, uh, Woody and I, and uh, Keith Gretzky and, and Tyler Wright, uh, just to kind of give him some feedback on what we thought and felt on uh, the Penticton tournament, his play, and also, you know, the expectations of what he's up against as we head into um, this this week. And I think that, um, you know, last year he was playing at a high level in the American League. I'd gone down and watched him. We were going to call him up, and they, actually the game that I was at, he got injured. He never really came back uh, for the rest of the regular season. So uh, um, good to see him playing, played real well in Penticton, but obviously we're going into preseason games, and now the, the, the caliber goes up another level. You know, the first week, you know, you've probably got half an Amer- half American League players, half NHL players. In the second week, the last two, three games, you have you have um, mostly NHL rosters, so we'll see. I, I like to watch young players to see as you go along, as the competition gets gets higher and higher, can they, can they go with the competition? So we'll do that with Dylan. All right, and also keeping an eye on one of the top prospects on defense, likely to make the opening day roster, Ken Holland commenting on Philip Broberg. I mean, I want to make it hard. 
I, I think I, for these young players, you got to come in and take people's. It's pro hockey, like we're in the results business, and 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 then, you know, just to hand out jobs because they're the eighth pick or the tenth pick, or they they, they scored a bunch of points at some high, some high school or, or college or, or or junior program or, or Europe. It's a national hockey league, so. Um, we're going to give them an opportunity, you know. I, I, I think as, you know, as we drafted them, um, it's. It, it, I want to make it hard, but but I, you know, last year he became the number one defenseman in the American Hockey League for a good team in the American Hockey League. And he didn't become the number one defenseman because I told Jay Woodcroft to play him. He became the number one defenseman because Jay Woodcroft wanted to wanted to win as a coach at the American League level played him on the power play played him on the penalty killing played him the most minutes of any defenseman on that team uh, I didn't tell him to do that you got you got to go into pro hockey and you got as a young player you got you got you got to take somebody's job so he's, he's done that at the American League level now he, he got called up he's got some experience in the NHL I think he played you know 10 12 NHL games played Played, sat on the bench there for one game in, in LA in a playoff game. I think he played three or four or five minutes, but he was, he sort of kind of saw it at that level. Now he's, he's put on 12 pounds. He's, uh, it was probably his first summer to really train. You know, previous summers he was on World Junior camps and U18 camps and U17 camps. So it's his first summer to really, really train. I think he feels good about himself based upon what he did in. Uh, American League last year, and I think he feels good about, about himself for the offseason he's had. So, uh, you know, I'm looking, you know, I signed Ryan Murray to come in here. He's a veteran guy. Um, we've got six six vets coming into camp, but Ryan Murray's got to make, they got to make the team. They got to, and if the kids are better, we're going with, with, with the kids. And if the kids aren't better, we're going to go with the vets. All right, a little bit there from Ken Holland, who spoke today as the Oilers started training camp. The Oil Kings getting set to start their season on Friday. Forward Rhett Melnick when we get back. You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Blue Jays up 3-1 on the Phillies in the bottom of the eighth. We are getting rolling into hockey season. Oilers training camp underway. We'll have more from the first on-ice sessions tomorrow. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. The Oil Kings hosting Red Deer Friday at 7 to start the regular season. I was at the rink this afternoon and sat down with Oil Kings forward Rhett Melnick. Well, Rhett, season's uh, finally starting up here. Your first season with the Oil Kings. How are you feeling about the first game Friday? Oh, I'm, I'm super pumped. Can't wait to get going. It's going to be a fun night. Now, a trade is a topsy-turvy event for, for an athlete in any sport. You experienced about a month ago in the off-season. Tell me about it. Like, did, you, did you expect something? Uh, you know, tell me about finding out and finding out you were coming home, basically. It was super cool uh, when I got the call that I was coming back home to Edmonton. It's it's a pretty cool experience to be playing where you grew up. And uh, like I said earlier, uh, it, it'll be cool playing in front of a lot of familiar faces. You have a lot of family and friends coming to games? Oh, for sure. I've got a lot of calls and texts saying we'll be there Friday night. So it'll be a good one. Okay. Uh, so growing up in Fort Saskatchewan, did you when you were a kid, like, did you come to Oil Kings games? Did you did you follow the Oil Kings? Yeah, for sure. I. I came to a lot of Oil Kings games growing up and watched them win a few championships so definitely excited to be a part of it. Okay so you were yeah well right when they were winning going to the final three years in a row you were old enough to remember all that. Oh yeah yeah I was at those games. 
uh, for, for you playing hockey, were you always a high-level hockey player? Did you play some other sports as well? I'm curious. Uh, I grew up uh, playing mostly hockey. I started with lacrosse too, and uh, eventually that uh, I stopped playing just to focus more on hockey. But I also played baseball as well. So, but uh, it all ended up working out just just playing hockey. So, okay. Uh, so Tri City drafted you then in the in the WHL. Uh, you know when you found out you were going there, what was that moment like? What, do you remember where you were? Or who told you? Yeah, we. Uh, I was sitting with my family and friends, and we were just uh, watching the WHL draft. So, yeah, it was pretty cool uh, getting drafted. The WHLs, WHL is like a league you look up to growing up for sure, and it was it was a cool day. Okay, now you're a very unique story because you got to play three games with the Americans when you were still 15, right? Yeah. Okay, so you would have been a midget player. So I'm just wondering if there's a story about getting to these games, getting into these games. What what, what do you remember? Uh, well, I had to hop on a flight to Seattle for my first uh, WHL game. I uh, never flew by myself before, so that was definitely experience. And then uh, right after we played in Seattle, we hopped on the bus and went straight to Prince George. And that isn't a short trip, so definitely got the pretty good WHL experience in my first uh, couple days. So it was pretty cool. So what was it, one in Seattle, and was it a doubleheader in Prince George? Yeah, yeah, two then, in Prince George. And then you didn't know what was going to happen, and then they said, okay, you're going back to Midget, or what happened? Yeah, and then they just kind of said, uh, we're going to have you for this little road trip. And then uh, right after I played in Prince George, I had a game in Grand Prairie, actually. So I had, a, I had to get up at 5 in the morning and uh, buzz over to Grand Prairie to play that night. Oh, wow, well, that was quite the introduction. Uh, yeah. do, do, what, like, do you remember anything about those games in the dub? Did you feel like, okay, I, now I know kind of what I got to get to? Or what do you remember about those nights? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, like, I'm not a huge guy, so, like, first thing I noticed was the strength and definitely the speed. It's it's way faster than playing back home, just U18, AAA, so, yeah, it was, it, that was probably the biggest part. No, okay, so you mentioned when you were 15, you're on a plane by yourself for the first time, and look, when you're in the Western Hockey League, you got to make uh, some sacrifices and some changes to your life, so you had to go take school in a totally different country was like high school right or what what did you do how did that work no I didn't end up taking anything uh when I went there actually I had uh it was kind of like Christmas break so we were just kind of there was no school really happening so oh, I had okay. a little I had a little period of time there just to, but, the la but the last couple of years what did you do though oh uh we actually couldn't go into school because of COVID so it kind of worked out I actually was doing school through Edmonton still so yeah, so going, oh, wow. to, going to play in Tri City and uh, still doing school through my hometown. So okay, interesting. That uh, tell me about uh, about Tri City. I mean, it's uh, you know a unique community, I think, and uh, the team is kind of a were they pretty popular there? Did you get the sense? Uh, yeah, like we were pretty popular, and obviously the states you you see a lot of football and baseball as well. So uh, it, yeah, it was it was a cool culture. I had I had some great. Uh, I had a great billet family too down there, so that uh, that really helped being so far away from home. All right, and when people come see you play this season, how do you describe yourself as a player? Uh, I'm a hard-working uh, two-way forward, and uh, I like to make the plays around the net, and when I get the chance, put the puck in the back of the net. All right, look forward to watching him. That is Rhett Melnick from Fort Saskatchewan, played with Tri-City the last couple of years, 
and uh, in the year before that, when he was 15, got into three games while he was still playing midget. That was a pretty cool story. So he is ready to go for the Oil Kings, who, of course, are going to be missing some key players from last season, but uh, a lot of players who were on the championship team this past year who will now be the leaders and bring in a lot of experience. So that is Friday at 7. The Oil Kings will take on Red Deer as they uh, open it up with a home-and-home against the Rebels. Okay, we are winding down the show for tonight. The Phillies trying to tie it up here. 3-2 Toronto leading Philadelphia with two out in the bottom of the eighth and the Phillies with a man on first. Vlad Guerrero Jr., his 30th homer of the year, a three-run shot that uh, puts the Blue Jays up 3-0 a little earlier in this one. You heard from Darnell Nurse, Evander Kane, and Ken Holland tonight. We are joined by Avalanche play-by-play voice Connor McGahee. Dave Campbell, who's off this week, is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you again tomorrow at 6. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 